Sometimes you're not seeing the, the blessings of God. The promises don't seem to be there. You're not seeing the rain. And, and the enemy will try to make you think you're cursed. He will try to make you think you're in a bad situation that God has left you. No, God has, will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is always faithful when we're faithless. And even though you may look cursed today, even though it may look like the blessings are not there, the blessing is there. And the blessing is working. As long as you get up every morning, you have the blessing of life on you. You are blessed and not cursed. So here, Jesus bore the curse so that we could bear the blessing. Amen. Let me preach over here. Jesus bore the curse. Yes. So that we can bear the blessing. Amen. Amen. So really the curse is threefold. Uh, it's it's uh, spiritual death. It's sickness and poverty. Amen. So what is the blessing? It's threefold as well. It's eternal life. It's divine health. And it's wealth and provision. Think about that. That's what we received when Jesus went to the cross. He, we received a new life. We didn't receive religion. We didn't receive a bunch of rules and regulations. No, we received life. True life is to know the Father. That's true eternal life, what the Bible says. It's in relationship with the Father. Jesus said that in the end day or in the day of judgment, there's going to be people that come, uh, will be judged at the throne room of God, the great white throne, and they're going to say, but Jesus, or they're going to say, Jesus, we did this in your name. We did that in your name. We did a lot of religious things. We went to church. We paid some tithes. We did this. And Jesus is going to say to them, uh, depart from me. I never knew you. What is that saying? That's saying works can't get us to heaven. Being a good person, can't trying to be good in our own right does not get us to heaven. No, it's by believing in the blood of Jesus. That doesn't divorce the fact that if we have faith, we should have good works. Because James says, without faith, with faith without works is dead. So if you truly have faith, you will have corresponding action with it. If you truly have faith, you will come to church. If you truly have faith, you will pay your tithes. If you truly have faith, you will work in the harvest field for God. If you truly have faith, you will witness to one another. You will try to bless one another. Are you hearing me today? I'm not divorcing the fact that corresponding action does connect with our faith. That's why when the enemy tries to get us not to come to church, not to do the works of Jesus, the enemy will come in with condemnation and try to make us think that we're not a Christian any longer. But our Christianity is not based on our work ethic. It's based on our relationship with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And out of our relationship with God, we serve Him. Out of our relationship with God, we do good works. Out of our relationship... Is this helping anybody today? We're not doing good works to obtain a relationship. We do good works out of our relationship. Glory to God. Amen. So we see here that the blessing is threefold. Eternal life. Divine health. Wealth and provision. If you look at, if you really want to know what the curse and the blessing is, look at Deuteronomy 28. And when you look at Deuteronomy 28, you'll find the verse, first 14 uh, verses 
in Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessing. You'll be the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower. You'll be blessed in the city and in the field. Uh, it talks about all the blessings of God. And then from 15 all the way down, it talks about all the curses of God. And we're redeemed from the curse. And thank God we have the blessings of God. And all in that list, it talks about all these diseases and all that. Well, thank God Jesus bore that curse. Thank God that Jesus took on his body stripes on his body so that we can be healed. Surely Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But what he was wounded for what? Your transgressions and my transgressions. He was bruised for what? Your trans- your iniquities and my iniquities. And what is an iniquity? It's sins that we, we, we're having a hard time escaping from that we do over and over again. Thank God that, that his blood still covers that. Has anybody ever missed it more than once in one area? Oh, we got some. We got. Let me get over here. Anybody ever? Amen. Yeah, we have. But thank God his blood covers that. His blood covers us missing it more than once. His blood covers us missing it more than twice. His blood covers us missing it more than three times. Where sin abounds, the Bible says, grace abounds much more. Much more. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. I like what Psalms 103, and a lot of times in the Old Testament, you'll find there are scriptures that actually talks about the blessings, I really believe, of the crucifixion of Jesus. And all through, you, all through the Old Testament, you'll see it in the Psalms, you'll see it in Isaiah. It's like a foreshadowing what Jesus did for us. And so here in Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of all his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities. The blood enables us to have total forgiveness of some of our iniquities. No, of all of our iniquities. The blood enables us, and and, and Jesus getting stripes on his body, it causes us to have our diseases healed. Who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our life from destruction. The blood of Jesus, I'm telling you, Jesus said it this way. Uh, He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You are the church, and no matter what the enemy's trying to do against you, against your relationships, against your finances, against your health, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. Do you believe that today? We have to believe that. Say, I believe that. I believe that. No matter what it looks like, I believe that. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. So he says here, forget none of his benefits, who forgives all of your iniquities, who heals all of your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns, not, you know, God's not going to do this. It's not when we get in the sweet by and by. When we get to heaven, pastor, that's when I'm going to be wealthy and healthy and wise. No, it's for today. The blessings and the promises of God are yes and amen. It's not for when you get to heaven. There's so many people thinking, well, I'll be healed when I get to heaven. You don't need healing when you get to heaven. You need healing now. Well, I will have a mansion in heaven, but it's okay to be in a trailer park. No, listen, I'm not against trailer parks, but, but if you want more, God can give you more. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? God can give you more than just a little shack in a corner. No, he can give you more. You don't have to wait to heaven to have more. 
Eternity starts today. It starts the day that you receive Christ. We're walking in eternity now. We're victorious in Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I like what wonder what Psalms 103, verse 12, if you drop it down to 12, it says, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Yes. Amen. So we see this is just a little capsule of what Jesus did by receiving stripes on his body. By going to the cross, he became sin so that we could have or become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness was imputed to each one of us when we received Jesus. Again, you don't work for your righteousness. Isn't that good? That's good news today. I'm glad I don't have to be good enough to be in right standing. Righteousness means being in right standing with God. That's what righteousness means. Being right standing with God. So that, that was part one of his ministry. Part two, Jesus goes to the heart of the earth. In Matthew 12, 40, it says, For as Jonah was three days, this is Jesus speaking, uh, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be. Glory to God. Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So when Jesus said it was finished, how, you know, it, it, it was three days before he was resurrected. What did he do in those three days? What did Jesus do when, you know, why, after he said it was finished and by the time he was resurrected? He had to do something. Well, you know, what he did was he, he, he said that he would be in the heart of the earth for three days. What does that mean? Well, I believe that he went down to hell and he tore up the kingdom of darkness. He took, a, he took the keys of death, hell. He tore it up, man. He went to hell and started kicking stuff around and saying, I'm throwing you out. You got no more power. Pap and walking to this, saying, bam, 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 bam. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, you know, the Bible actually says, and it says in Luke 16, Jesus talks about the rich man in Lazarus. And he talks about that. And this, you know, some scholars will say, well, this is a parable. Man, you know, sometimes they're, they're overthinking it. Really, all, his, all Jesus' parables, he never mentioned names. This is not a parable that he talks about. He's talking about heaven and hell. He's talking about rich man and Lazarus. He actually used the real name Lazarus. And he talked about the rich man. And I really believe the reason why he didn't mention rich man's name, because you lose your name when you go to hell. You got no name. In heaven, you got a name. Praise God. You got a name. When you receive Jesus, your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You don't lose your name. You don't lose your identity. You don't lose who you are in Christ. Praise God. Are you hearing me today, saints? Glory to God. You got a name. Lazarus had a name. He was the poor beggar begging at, at the rich man's house. And the rich man just kept walking all around him, you know, walking over him. And the Bible said that in, in there, and I don't want to read it for sake of time, but the Bible actually said there was two places. There was a place called Abraham's bosom. Uh, in other words, when Jesus was on the cross, he said to the thief, today you'll be with me in paradise. Paradise and Abraham's bosom is the same thing. It was down in the heart of the earth. Why was it down in the heart of earth? Why was it already in heaven? Because mankind has not been redeemed yet. So they were in a holding place. Down in the heart of the earth until Jesus could go to the cross, win the battle, amen, and was raised from the dead and present his blood so that all mankind could be saved and delivered and set free. All mankind that chooses Jesus. 
So what did Jesus do? He went in there. He kicked over some stuff. Uh, he, he threw. Uh, he took the keys of death and hell from saying amen. He went over to the side where, where Abraham's bosom and, ta- and, and, and talked about the victories of God. He preached to them, amen. I believe that's what he did. And then that's what he did for those three days, amen. He did that in three days. So, so it wasn't actually finished yet. Is this helping anybody today? Amen. You know, it says in Colossians 2.15, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphant over them in it. In Revelation 1.18, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore, and I have the keys of hell and death. I'm just giving you some scriptural references. Amen. Amen. So we see that and we believe that Jesus spent the remainder of his days, three nights in paradise. Praise God. Ephesians 4.8 talks about that. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, and so in John 20, let's look at that in John 20, 11 through 17. It says here, this is Mary Magdalene. And, you know, it's interesting that she was the first one to see Jesus. I'm telling you, that's pretty awesome. She was there. She was there early, you know, at the tomb looking for Jesus. And it says here that that but Mary stood out, outside the tomb weeping and she wept and she stooped down and looked into the tomb and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had laid. And they said to her, woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, because they have taken away my Lord. I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know what it was uh, that it was Jesus. She said to her woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She supposed him to be the gardener said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him and I will take him away. And Jesus said to her, Mary, she, she turned and said to him, Rabboni, which, which, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, do not cling to me for I have not yet ascended to. Now this is powerful to my father, uh, to my father, but go to my brethren. Notice he said, brethren, and say to them, I have sent it to my father and your father Amen. and my God and your God. Notice how Jesus identifies with mankind. He says, I'm going to my father, your father. Woo, man, what? God's our heavenly father. We're in a new family. Glory to God. We're in the family of blessing. We're not under the curse. We're not in the kingdom of darkness any longer. We're walking with God. We have the blessings of God. We have a heavenly father. I have a rich father. Glory to God. That's preparing a mansion for me in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when we start getting down and depressed, we need to start thinking about heaven. We need to start thinking about the glories of God. I have not seen, ear, have not heard what great things God has in store for each one who loves him. How many people love Jesus today? How many people are excited about Jesus today? Some of you are like, I don't know. Uh -uh." No, I'm telling you, you've got to get excited. 
You got to get excited for what God. Yes, down here it's going to be. You, you know, we're going to have trouble days. There's going to be days of trouble down here. But thank God, Jesus said, "I have over." He said, "Be of good cheer." He doesn't say, you know, be downcast, be depressed because you're having a tough day. No, Jesus says, "Be of good cheer." Yeah. Why? Because He has overcome the world. And we can't overcome the world. How can we do that, Pastor? Because the greater one lives in you. You can't quit. Pastor, I've been feeling like you can't quit. Pastor, I've been feeling like you can't quit. Pastor, I've been feeling like I've been wanting to quit. You can't. Why, Why can't I? Because the greater one's in you and he won't let you quit. He won't let you get, he won't let you throw in the towel. No, the greater one, Jesus never quits. He has a no-quit spirit. And that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and dwells in you. It's a no-quit spirit. No, I'm looking at conquerors here. I'm not looking at quitters. I'm looking at winners. I'm not looking at whiners. I don't know. It's really hard serving God now. I can't do what I want to do, you know. You know who, who wants to go back to Egypt? Who wants to go back to the world? Who wants to go back to that place? I tried to go back at one time. I tried. I remember I was on and, my, on and off with God. And I said, man, I just, need to get, I just need to get out there, get in the world. And I went to the bar. I almost got beat up that night. I went to the bar. I mean, I'm going to the bar. And it's like it was a light shining on me because I was walking with God. And people were looking at me like, what is this man doing here? You know? And then I'm like, and somebody almost pushed me and wanted to beat me up. And I'm like, man, I'm just here just to have a good time. What's going on? And I got back in the car. I said, God, you don't want me to be here anymore. He said, get in the car, son. Get back home. Read your Bible. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? Get back home, read your Bible. That's why I was just kind of going back to church, kind of was our hand and out. You know, was that lukewarm, milk toast Christian? You know what I'm talking about. Has anybody been there? I'm going through it right now, Pastor. I'm a little milk toast this morning, you know. <laughs> you don't have to be milk toast. You don't have to. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Hallelujah. Amen. You got the greater one in you. Amen. And so we're talking about Jesus said, you know, he said, do not cling to me, Mary, because I have not ascended to to my father and your father. Let my brother know I'm going up there. Why? What did Jesus have to do? He had to go up there to heaven and present himself to the father as the ultimate sacrifice. I believe he presented his blood to the father and it was the final sacrifice in the old days, in the days where priests would offer up sacrifices for the sins of the people, they would do it once a year in the Holy of Holies and the the priest would come and he would present blood for himself and then he would present blood for the people. And so he, because he wasn't righteous either, Jesus did not need to, 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 to present blood for himself. He was already righteous. But his blood was for us. So he, his blood speaks in the Holy of our Holies. Mercy, forgiveness, redemption. It's the power of God. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God is awesome. So he presented his blood to, to the Father. 
And then you may say, okay, what's next? Is there more? There's more. Can you give me another hour? Amen. There's more. Give me five minutes, everybody. Five, five, 10, 15, 20, right? Okay. There's, there's a little bit more. You know, Jesus is not just our Savior. He's not just our Deliverer. He's not just our Substitute. And He's all that. But it says in Hebrews chapter 1 that Jesus is, you know, Jesus is our high priest. Chapter 3, he's, a, he's, our, he's our apostle. He's a high priest of our confession. So Jesus is our high. He's, he's up in heaven forever making intercession for us. How can we lose when Jesus is praying that our faith won't fail? Jesus, you know, you might be saying, pray for me. Can you pray for me? I have people say that all the time. Pastor, can you pray for me? What for? Uh, I don't know. Just pray for me. No, no, no. You hear what I'm saying today? No, Jesus is already praying for you. I don't mind praying for people and I pray for people. Amen. But, you know, sometimes we think, man, I just need some people praying for me. But do you know Jesus is our intercessor and he's praying for us up in heaven? Glory to God. Do you know what it says in, in John, uh, the, uh, 1 John chapter 2? It talks about if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ. What does this advocate mean? It means that he's our attorney, glory to God, in heaven. When we're messing up and we're missing it, we go to the Father. We ask forgiveness. The blood of Jesus, you know, is already presented at the mercy seat. And it washes and cleanses us from all unrighteousness so that we can have Fellowship, good fellowship back with the Father. So Jesus is not just our high priest of our confession. He's our advocate. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? He's not only that, he's our shepherd. That we shall not want, we shall not lack for any good thing. He restores our soul. He is the Word of God. The Word of God. Listen, if you've got problems with your mind, you need to start reading your Bible. It will straighten out your mind. It will, it will wash your mind. You, some of you, some people say, Christianity, all they do is brainwash you. Some of us might need our brains washed. Some of us might need our, our brains cleaned out. We got the garbage and the muck and the myrrh of the world in our brains. Until you start getting the word of God in you, it will, the, the word of God will restore your soul. We'll put you back on track. Some of you are running low like the Energizer Buddy. Why? Because you don't got the Word. You're not connected like you need to be. You need to get connected with God. Get into the Word of God. Start allowing that Word to, to bring you to that place that God wants you to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So Jesus is our, our shepherd, praise God. Amen. And He is our soon coming King. Listen, Jesus, listen, I believe that this, I'm telling you, we are in the last of the last days. Uh, It is bad out here. The Bible says in the world, it's getting darker and darker, worse things. People are waxing evil, waxing cold. It's bad out there. Even some people that used to believe are departing from the faith. They're departing from the truth of God's word. They're buying into lies. I'm going to buy into the truth of God's word. Jesus is coming back. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to have my oil filled. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be up um, when, the, when, when, he, when the bridegroom calls. I'm going up. 
first. Well, the dead in Christ were raised first, but first, second. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? I'm going up on the first load. I'm not going to be here on that seven year. You know, it's going to be bad in those seven years. I'm not going to be down here. I'm going to be raised up with Christ. Positionally, I'm going to say this. We already are raised up with Christ. We're already seated in heavenly places with Him. I'm telling you, listen, it is finished. And what I'm going to say this to, to just end this, this morning is that you may be struggling in some area of your life, but I'm going to let you know that it's been already bought and paid for and it's already taken care of. Your problem is already taken care of. It is finished. We just got to believe it. I was reading the priestly prayer of Jesus in John 17, and he was praying to the Father, and what he said to the Father astounded me. He said to the Father, the work has all, I have already completed the job. But he hadn't even went to the cross yet. And he's praying, I've already completed it. He's already, in other words, he put his faith in the now. In other words, we got to believe that Jesus Christ has already healed us. we got to believe that he already bore poverty so that we can walk in the blessings of prosperity. We have to start believing this. It's believing that connects us to the blessings of God. According to your faith... Let it be done unto you, as Jesus said to many people who received healing and deliverance. According to your faith. I'm telling you, we're fighting. This is what we're fighting in this end day, is doubt and unbelief. We cannot allow doubt and unbelief to rob us of the blessings of God. And even the disciples that seen all the miracles, they were shocked when they saw Jesus alive after, after he was crucified. And they were amazed. Even Thomas, doubting Thomas, would not believe unless he saw the risen Jesus. And what's so awesome about Jesus was he, made, he didn't have to show himself, but he showed himself to Thomas that day. And he said, Thomas, I heard what you said. Now I'm paraphrasing it. Why don't you stick your finger in the holes of my hands like you said, unless I... I see Jesus stick my finger in the holes of his hands and thrust my hand inside. I will not believe. You know, he used his will not to believe. We have to learn to start believing God again. We have to learn to start believing that God is true, that he's for us and he's not against us. God is for you today. He's not trying to put you through a, a, a problem. He's not trying to cause problems. To he's trying to get you through the problem. God's not your problem. The devil's your problem. Flesh is your problem. But God is not your problem. I'm not talking about flesh and blood. I'm talking about your own personal flesh. The man in the mirror. When you learn to crucify yourself, when you learn that you're already crucified with Christ on the cross, because positionally, we were already crucified with Him. God already looks at us as being crucified. When Jesus was crucified, we were crucified. When Jesus was raised, we were raised. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You are victors in Christ no matter what it looks like. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now and you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. 
I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I'm, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on that, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.